Hey guys, so if you know me on social media or in real life, you know how much I love mud water. Why? Why? Why do I love it so much? Well, it's a really awesome coffee alternative because it induces alertness and not dependency. It helps to improve your mental capacity and function, physical stamina and performance, and your overall health. A few ingredients that mud water contains are lion's mane, which helps with mental performance, cordyceps, which helps with physical performance, turmeric, which helps with inflammation, and cacao, which boosts your mood. So if you're looking for a coffee alternative that will enhance your overall mental and physical health, go check out my affiliate link at linktree slash pave podcast. This is Candace Shuford. Welcome to PAVE Podcast. Here, we focus on crafting content that helps you to feel powerful, augmented, vulnerable, and eclectic. We will have a stimulating and engaging podcast out on Thursdays. Let's work together and pave the way to you. Hello, friends. Today, I am here with you all, and I have a special guest. Miss Kristen, and today we are going to have an awesome chat about ADHD. Um, you guys have seen that I started a new feature series, and I wanted to bring on specialists to give us a few facts about ADHD. Um, and she's going to talk about some other cool stuff. So I'll let you introduce yourself, Kristen. Hi, Candace. Thank you for having me. Your podcasting voice is so beautiful i just like as soon as you started talking i was like oh this woman was meant to have a podcast like really (laughs) so thank you for having me here i am so glad to be here um a little bit about myself i am oh where to start my adhd brain is going in all the directions but that's um, okay we're here for it Okay, good. At the very like basic level of it, I am a woman with ADHD. I am married to a smoking hot guy named Greg. We have three cute kids. Uh, they're all boys. My house wow. is never quiet. It is never quiet. Wow. I know. It's crazy. I host the I Have ADHD podcast, and um, I also am a life coach working with adults have ADHD. I love it so much. It is the joy of my life. Um, I would not want to be doing anything else. So I'm living the dream. That is awesome. You found your passion. Oh my gosh. Yes, I did. I feel so lucky to have found it in my Mm thirties. You know, that feels really good because I told you I'm turning 40 next week. So like, that's a new like chapter and I'm excited to bring in this exciting like fun stuff into my 40s well i feel excited for you (laughs) you. i appreciate that yeah you're welcome so the first question that i will ask you is how did you find out that you had adhd so what's the story with that everybody has a story right isn't that funny that there's like they're like okay listen up Let me tell you my story. It's so hysterical how with this diagnosis, we usually have 
some drama, mm-hmm. some story surrounded it. So my story is that my dad um, in his 40s um, read Ned Hallowell's book, Driven to Distraction. Mm-hmm. And um, I can remember clearly, which is actually rare. I don't have many very clear memories, um, but I have this very vivid memory of um, my family sitting around at the Jersey Shore with our like uh, pool pool chairs. I almost said lawn chairs. What is it? Beach. That's right. Beach chairs, kind of like in a circle. Uh-huh. And my dad is reading out loud the symptoms list for ADHD. And we are dying laughing. So my sisters and I, are, we're all like late teens. Um, and we're just like, dad, that is you. Like, I cannot believe how accurately this describes you. So fast forward, he's like medicated, treated for ADHD, and he starts nagging me. And by nag, I literally mean my dad is a nagger. (laughs) And so he starts nagging, like you have ADHD. I know you do. You need to go get tested. I'm like, probably 19 at the time. And when you're 19, your dad knows nothing. I'm like, whatever, dad, whatever. Um, But, you know, at the time I was double majoring in college and um, I started to spiral. I started Mm. to notice, well, I, I had a lot of anxiety, which I look back now, I see that it was anxiety. I didn't recognize it as anxiety at the time. I was depressed. I look back now and I say, oh my gosh, I was totally depressed. I didn't label it as depression then. And um, so I finally, after like failing some classes and just like knowing I was smart, but I could not get my stuff together. Like I couldn't get it together. I finally called my mom and was like, I need something. I'm not sure what it is. I know that dad says I have ADHD. I don't really even know what that means, but like, can I get evaluated? And so our family doctor who evaluated and prescribed for my dad Mm -hmm. also evaluated me. And so I think I was 20, 21 years old. And it was like, yes, you have ADHD. Here's some Concerta. And um, I felt so amazing. As like as soon as my medication was like regulated, I was uh-huh. like, "Oh, this is how people feel. <laughs> like, this is what it's like." It was it for me really was like putting on a pair of glasses. I was like, Aww. "I cannot believe the rest of the world functions like this." Right. Kind of like out of the box, like right mm-hmm. right away. Like their default setting is to function at this level. Like no fair. That's crazy. So I can um, definitely relate to that. Right? <laughs> it's like, wait, you people have been functioning like this all along? Like who knew, you know? Yes. So yeah, that's kind of the diagnosis story. Um, it was always kind of a back burner thing for me because when you're diagnosed, unless you are diagnosed by someone who really understands ADHD, and that's rare. Um it's usually like you have ADHD, here's some medication, have a great life. Right. You know, check back with me in six months and we'll see how this medication feels for you. So I did not know anything about ADHD and it wasn't until the last five years that I really 
started to dive into what does this mean for me? What does it mean for my life? What does it mean for every aspect of my life? Mm-hmm. Um, and and that has been kind of just a whole new layer, a whole new journey. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you, you know, like, how did it feel to just be like prescribed, mm-hmm. you know, this medication and not really have any information? Did you want more information about the diagnosis or what? It, it was a while ago. So like what feelings came up? You know, that's such a good question because I think at the time, you know, when you're in it, not knowing that there's more information, I was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for the concerta. Thanks for the diagnosis. I'll see you in six months. Right? Like I wasn't, I, now let's see, what was 20 years ago? Can we do some math together? So this is like very early 2000s, right? Yes. The internet was like there, but you're you're not, not really, really like let me do a quick Google and find the 700 scholarly articles that I can read like in a moment, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like the internet was definitely available, but we didn't use it in the same way that we do now. It was, yeah. Like I wasn't everything that was on there, you know? And so Plus, I was like just a college kid. Like, I was like, whatever. So at the time, I would say I believe that I experienced relief. Like, okay, I'm not a total screw up. Mm-hmm. There is something going on here. Yeah. So there was relief in that. And I think a lot of people can relate to that. But I didn't have any frustration about like, wait, what does this mean? Tell me more. Um That frustration has come later as I've uncovered so much more information. I'm like, excuse me, this information would have been real helpful 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I love your energy. (laughs) I just get real sassy. I hope you don't mind. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I love it. All right. Well, that is that's really neat. Thank you so much for sharing. Mm. Um, sharing your story. And um, for those listening, one of the reasons, one of the other reasons that I wanted to chat with Kristen was because she also has a podcast. And so Mm -hmm. I'm interested to know um, how you got into podcasting. Um, Yeah. What was that? What was that like for you? I love this question because I think the answer tells a lot about our community. So I went looking for adult ADHD resources probably about five years ago. As I began to, at the time, I owned a local learning center in my community. And I was um, helping kids who struggled in school and I don't know why, but I just kept attracting all of these children with ADHD, right? Like shocking. (laughs) And Hmm. I kept, right, exactly. Looking back, it's like, duh, Kristen, come on. But at the time I was like, oh my gosh, here's another kid with ADHD. I can't believe that I just keep like having all of these students with ADHD coming my way. Um, And what was so fascinating is that 
you know, as the owner of the company, I would be talking to their parents. Like that was my primary role is interacting with the parents. And ADHD is highly genetic. It's as mm. inheritable as height. Okay. So wow. if you think of, um, you know, like your dad's tall, there's a good chance you're going to be like on the tall side, right? Like ADHD is the same. So Dr. Russell Barkley has said like ADHD is as inheritable as height. So I'm talking to these parents and they're saying like, you know, I really think I have ADHD as well. And I don't really know what to do with it. And, and I was like, yeah, like, I don't really know what to do with that either. So I kind of went looking like, okay, let me, I want to learn. I want to be able to support these parents. Yes. And, um, I found some things and I found some resources, but I didn't feel like I found my person. Mm. I didn't feel like I found someone that I really related to that. I really like looked up to that I was like, oh my gosh, this person is an awesome example of what is possible in the world. You know, I want to be like them. And so I just kind of every couple months would go back and like scan the resources, scan the podcast. Like maybe now there's something, maybe right. now there's something for me. I just didn't feel like anyone was speaking to me. <laughs> so there were people speaking and it's good. Like the resources out there are so good, but they weren't necessarily speaking to me. And eventually, after like two years of this nonsense of me, like, well, maybe now there's magically someone else, right? Like maybe yes. now someone has risen to this um, to this role. I was like, you know what? I bet I could do that. Like, yes. I guess it's going to have to be me. I love it. Oh. So that is, is how it came about. I, I didn't enter the space as an expert. I didn't enter the space as like, Hey y'all, like I know everything about ADHD. It was more like, okay, can we just like have a chat here? Cause like, I don't know what's going on. And I just got to put myself out there because I just don't feel like I have my people and I want to yes. find them. And what's so cool about that is I really feel like I have found my people and that like you are a testament to that like just being able to connect with such amazing humans who I get to like put my weird quirkiness out into the world and people are like oh yeah she's talking to me I yes. resonate with that I'm like oh my gosh you're my people it's like really just been so much fun that is so cool yeah I mean like yeah. as soon as like I saw you on the video, it was like, oh, yay, an ADHD person. <laughs> right? There is this very common bonding that happens when we have that shared experience. Yes. And of course, your, your experiences are so different from mine, culturally, racially, like all of the things we have so many experiences that are not the same, mm -hmm. but this one common thing, it's enough. It is enough to connect people. And, yeah. and I have found that in my community, um, in my coaching program, you know, we have people from all over the world, men, women, trans people, gay, bisexual, all different races. And it, we have this common 
this common shared experience of like, you guys, I got some crazy ADHD brain going on (laughs) and it is enough. It's enough to connect us. And I love that. Oh, that is so neat. Yeah, it's really cool. I love it. It's it's beautiful. Mm. And when I saw just looking at your community Mm. of followers on Instagram, Mm. you know, like everybody is um, really positive, you know, in the comments and supportive. Mm. And I was like, this is, this is so cool. Cause you know, I've kind of been looking, you know, in a similar way for like my people, like where are like the ADHD people, ADHD people on Instagram. Um, and so, you know, I just like one day I was like, okay, let me just do a search and see, um, what comes up and I found you. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me so happy. That makes me so happy because I think there for a long time, there's been a hole. Um, there's been space that has been asking to be filled. Mm Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know, the voices that have been there are important, but they don't speak for everyone. And so there's been this space that's like been asking for for someone to fill it. And I think now like we're gathering those people who are filling that space, who who exactly. want to be very realistic about ADHD, um, who want to step into being empowered through yes. this whole process. Yes. And yes who, yes, we have, a lot of us have been victimized because of our ADHD, but we do see a difference between the events of being victimized and taking on a victim mentality that Mm -hmm. says like, I can't because I have my ADHD or there's no way that I could ever do X, Y, Z because of ADHD. And so that's something um, that not everyone loves about me. You know, that is something that is like kind of like a a space that I feel that um, is not for everyone and that's okay. But I'm happy to be in that role because, um, you know, while we create um, empathy and kindness and space for the victimized, of course, we still have the choice to live lives in an empowered way. And that's what I want to just shout from the rooftops forever and ever and ever. Yes, I love it. You're like cheering in the background. Yes, fist pumps all day. Um, And that's um, the acronym for my podcast, PAVE. The P is powerful. Um, And so I love that you are talking about that and in my um in my most recent podcast episode that I recorded you know mm-hmm. I was talking about how when you have ADHD um we will say like people with ADHD will say things like ADHD is a superpower and you know it's not like we're trying to like boast ourselves up above everybody but like we've just been you know kind of stamped down for so long um and we're just trying to help people to see what it really is full scope um love love it thank you so tell me more about your coaching business Mm. where should i start my dear candace what where does it make sense to start do you want me to talk about how i kind of got into it and why would that be good 
Yes, that is a good starting point. Okay, let's yes. do that. So, um, I never intended to like, oh, I'm going to create this podcast and then I'm going to have this coaching program and then I'm going to sell the coaching program on the podcast. That was like totally not the intent. But what happened was I started to um, get a ton of people reaching out to me saying, hey, um, will you coach me, please? Like so many emails of people really? asking to coach them. Yeah. And because of the personality that I have, I was like, yeah, I could do that. Or we could give that a try. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Right. And because of my experience coaching teens and developing an executive function program in my learning center for teens, I really was like, I know there's a way I can translate this for adults. Let's just kind of see where this goes. Mm -hmm. And as it turns out, I'm a pretty badass coach. <laughs> Like, who knew? Right? Yes. It's amazing and the things that um, we discover as we go along in life that we had no idea we would ever get into. It's amazing. Yes. And to that point, I want to emphasize that I would have never discovered that if I hadn't um, started the podcast, which felt like so overwhelming and hard. Mm -hmm. And I would have never discovered it if... When people asked me for coaching, if I if I had said no, right, I was like, mm, I'm not certified, so no, or like, um, I'm scared, so no. Like I I took a big risk mm -hmm. saying yes, and through that risk, um, I was able to figure out like, oh my gosh, like this. First of all, I, I discovered two things. Number one, I've actually been coaching since I was a child. I just <laughs> didn't realize. My friends are like, duh, Kristen, obviously, right? Like they are just like, we've we've known this about you. Like, yeah. why are you just figuring this out? <laughs> and then number two, that like, I'm really good at it. And, and there's so many people who need help. Mm -hmm. There's so many people that need help. And so... Um, and so in, you know, once I started to coach a bunch of people, the people that were just reaching out to me, right? Like without yes. putting it out, they're like, hey, I'm a coach. Uh, but people reaching out to me and them just like getting really good results, really enjoying it, really loving it. Then I started to say, okay, what will happen if I tell the world that I'm right. going to do this? And so I told the world, you know, my little podcast world, and I from that point on have have I was always having more interest in coaching than I could ever keep up with it was wow. um amazing it was amazing and I, I such really a such a blessing and also again it speaks to there was this space that just was begging for someone to step into mm -hmm. so I do see how fortunate I am that that space was even there, that there was this huge need like that, that doesn't go unnoticed by me. Like, I'm so thankful um, that I was able to recognize that. And that, I mean, I just think like divinely, it was just kind of like there for me to step into because the relationships that I've been able to create and have, I mean, it's just been so fun. So in, let's see, 
in January of 2020, I launched a group coaching program. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Because yeah, so I, I coached one-on-one and I always had more interest than I was able to keep up with. I honestly just took down the opt-in page, like not just what I mean is, let me say that again. (laughs) I was coaching one-on-one and I kept getting people reaching out and I was like, I cannot like, I can't. And so I just like, I took it off my website. I was like, I just need to like shut it down and have the clients that I have. But when you're just one person, like I could see 12 to 15 people a week. Well, that's not enough. There are thousands of adults with ADHD that need help. And so I decided to launch a group coaching program. And so in January of 2020, um, I launched my program called Focused and it is so fun. We have the most fun ever. And I get to serve people all over the world and I get to um, coach people and teach people and um, lead this community that is very much like you described the Instagram community, just like, kind, positive, empowered humans. Mm. So fun. Oh, that just makes my heart so happy. So, so happy. Just how everything happens so um, naturally, you know, like organically for you, the process. Um, It's really beautiful to see how, you know, when you you just go with it, um, and you, you really allowed yourself to step into your power, you know, from what you were saying, like people asking you to coach, you didn't, you didn't turn that away. You know, you said yes. Thanks to that ADHD impulsivity. <laughs> totally. Totally. And I love it. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. So what is... Um, some advice that you would give to a person who is wanting to get started on something, whether it be coaching business, a podcast, uh, Mm. a new career path, um, and they are struggling with confidence and, you know, they are um, maybe dealing with issues with focus and ADHD as well. What would your advice be for them? Mm. So my advice always starts with make sure you're taking your ADHD seriously. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the foundation is solid. So make sure that you um, you know, are being seen by a medical professional, that you are following their advice, that you, if you have been prescribed medication, that you're taking it. Like um, I was just reading a, a recent study And I think there were, you know, over a hundred adults with ADHD surveyed and only 30 of the 100 had like reported taking medication within the last three months, only 30, meaning 70% were, they were just like, not even um, managing or nurturing or, um, uh, taking their ADHD very seriously. And so Mm. that's always my number one advice because, um, there are so many barriers that medication, coaching therapy 
can break down for you. There are so many barriers that can be eliminated or lessened. Yes. Um, right. When you are taking it seriously and giving yourself the support that you really deserve, not just need, mm -hmm. but deserve. You are entitled to this support. You are entitled to invest in yourself, to invest the time and the effort and the energy and the money to take your ADHD seriously and really um, level the playing field. And really, that's all it does. Yeah. It doesn't put you at an advantage over other humans. Right. All it does is level the playing field, <laughs> neurologically speaking, yeah. right? Like, And that's not too much to ask. It's not too much to ask that we level the playing field and that we um, and that we, uh, take the time to treat this disorder because, um, if we don't take it seriously and kind of put that at the forefront of our minds, then we're always going to be running into procrastination, mm -hmm. shame spirals, yeah. distractibility, emotional explosions, quick to being frustrated. And those symptoms can be lessened with the proper treatment and support. Not that they go away, right. but they can, be, they can be lessened. So there's that. Um, and then I, you know, transitioning to something new and different, that is what we do best. <laughs> that is what our ADHD brains do best. Yeah. Like this coaching business is my third company. It's not my first, what? it's not my second. It's my third company. I graduated with a music degree. Like I am not doing what I set out to do when I was, you know, 18, 25, even 30 or 35 years old. Man, that is so yeah. neat. Yeah, it is. It's so cool. And also I think that there are a lot of people out there who beat themselves up for that. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, I'm not doing what I went to school for man, this is my third or fourth or fifth company or my third or fourth or fifth job or idea. And I just want to normalize that. Like that is fine. It yes. Is yes. Totally. Let's normalize that, please. Can we please? <laughs> it's totally fine. So having the confidence to, to know yourself well and to tune into your inner authority, your mm. inner knowing of like, this is the next step for me. And even if my mom thinks that I'm, <clears throat> excuse me, just like bouncing around, or even if my partner thinks like, hey, are you being impulsive here? Like, are you just switching because you don't like it? Whatever. Like tuning into that inner authority of like, I know myself best and I know this is my next step. That is so important and no one can do that hard work for you right we often want to look outside of ourselves for that validation we want to go to our best friends and say like is this okay am i allowed to do this and then mm -hmm. we want the friend to be like yes you're good it's fine Asking for permission yeah yes but like we need to be looking inward for that is this okay question mark and then sit there with it until we have a deep internal knowing of yes this is okay proceed or no it's not <laughs> like take a breath you know yeah. um that oh i love that so much oh my goodness and and this i think is so pervasive in the adhd community of this um 
wanting to delegate our authority outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. instead of tuning into, I am a grown ass woman and I get to decide what I do next. Right. Even if it's, you know, only been a year since my last job change, it's fine. Or even if it's only been a year since my last idea or even whatever, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. This is what our brains do best. We have these great ideas and sometimes they're not quite the thing. So when I was transitioning out of my learning center, you know, I had all of these thoughts of like, am I, am I being impulsive? Mm -hmm. Am I into something that I actually should be doing? Like my real calling? Right. Yeah. I didn't know. Right? Am I leaving money on the table that like at that time it was, I was making enough money to pay my bills. Mm -hmm. So like, that's not insignificant. That's big. You know, I'm married to a pastor. So I had to be making some money. Right. And you have three little ones. And I have three boys. (laughs) Like I, I, so it wasn't insignificant to say I'm leaving behind this this job, this company that I created, this baby that I like nurtured yeah. um, to do this coaching business where there's like no guarantee of income. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee of stability. And, um, and I really did have to make that deep like, okay, even if this doesn't work out, this is still the right step for me. Like, I want to go find out. I want to go see. Yeah. And that was really powerful for me. Wow. That is beautiful. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That Thank is, you. that is, uh, that's mm. really wonderful. I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to sit down and chat with you today, Kristen. This has Same. been so good for my heart. I'm feeling so great after our conversation. Um, and yeah, I just hope that we can have another interaction and I look forward to seeing all of the other wonderful things that you're going to put out to the world. Um, so thank you. Thank you for what you do. Um, thank you so it. much for having me. It's been so much fun. I love it. You are beyond welcome. Well, guys, if you would like to find Kristen on Instagram or if you are interested in her coaching, I will be sure to link all of that in the show notes so that you guys will know where to find her. Um, And if you have any questions, as always, feel free to shoot me an email or reach out to me on Instagram. Thank you always for your time and let's keep working together to pave the way to you.